Hey, welcome to Family Church Online. It's great to be with you today. And today I'm going to be continuing to talk about the subject of pathways. This is week two. And uh, just a quick recap. Last week, uh, we, we talked about the fact that the Bible talks a lot about pathways, both physical journeys that God's people took, but also pathways being the course that our life takes. And it's God's desire that our lives would take a healthy course. Um, and in order to do that, we have to make wise choices. So uh, last week, we spoke a little bit about a couple of the different paths that, that uh, we could take. When we talk about taking God's path for our life, we're talking about the path of righteousness. In other words, living in God's kingdom ways and making daily choices that take us on that path of righteousness. And we also spoke about the, the fact that God has a specific path for our lives and how we can take God's specific path for our lives. So today I'm just going to talk a little bit more about the path of righteousness, about living in God's kingdom ways, about what that looks like and really how we can do that and, and what the result of that is in our lives. So just a quick recap, when you put your faith in Jesus for salvation, you were instantly given access to the path of righteousness. You became a citizen of God's kingdom, a, a child of God, and you're no longer of this world, even though you still live in this world. That's important to remember and to know. But you're a representative of God's kingdom now. And if you're going to be a good representative of the kingdom that you're now part of, then you have to know what that kingdom looks like. You have to know what it means to live as, an, as a person of that kingdom. Um, and to be an ambassador of that kingdom, then you have to live that way. Um, you have to be a really good representative of that kingdom to be an ambassador of that kingdom. So we're talking about taking the path of righteousness today. Last week, we shared from Deuteronomy chapter 30, um, where God implores exhorts his people to take the path of righteousness that leads to life. And that's the thing about taking God's path. It always leads to life. It always leads to blessing. It always leads to abundance. And that's the point. God wants us to take this path, not because it does him any favors, but because um, when we take God's path of right living, it's of great benefit to us Personally, So let's read from Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 to 20. This is the New Living Translation. Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, by obeying him and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. And it carries on. But we'll stop there. God wholeheartedly wants you and me to make great choices regarding the course of our, our lives. He wants his children to take the path of righteousness because it leads us into a blessed, flourishing and abundant life. 
Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is talking about the things that people worry about. And there's a lot of things that people in this world worry about. But we're called to be different from the world. We live in this world, but we're not of this world. And, and picking it up in verse 31 of Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, So, guys, he's talking to his disciples, don't worry about these things, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? <coughs> these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Isn't that great to know? Our heavenly Father, God, our heavenly Father, already knows all of our needs. So verse 33, Jesus says to his disciples, Seek first the kingdom of God, or seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Living in God's righteousness, living his way, brings incredible blessing to our lives. And that's why God says, oh, that you would choose life. God desperately wants us to choose the path that leads to life. He wants us to choose the path of righteousness, the path of right living, or the path of living in his kingdom way, because that is the blessed life. That is the path that en route to our final destination of heaven, um, eternal life, en route there, there is great blessing to be found as we take that path. If only we could see how much we are loved by our Heavenly Father. If only we could see how much blessing there is when we take his path. Now in John chapter 10, Jesus is again talking to his disciples about the fact that he is the chief shepherd, is the good shepherd. And Jesus says to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door or the gate of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door or the gate. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and he will go in and come out, and he will find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and that they have it, may have it more abundantly. So again, this, this just shows the heart of God, the heart of Jesus for his people is abundance of life. <clears throat> Jesus says that he's the gate or the door of the sheep. So the only way to step onto this path of blessing, this path of righteousness that God wants us to take is through Jesus. And as we take this path, we live in a life of blessing and abundance and flourishing. And that doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy. It doesn't mean that everything is going to be tickety-boo. Um, what it does mean is, is, is that as we take God's path, he has the ability to bless and to cause our lives to walk in this, this place of abundance that he has for us. It releases God to do that in our lives. Now, only through our faith in Jesus can we find uh, or access this path of righteousness. But only by walking closely with Jesus, as we said last week, can we actually take that path day by day, step by step. Last week we spoke about um, 
the key to choosing this path of righteousness as found in Deuteronomy chapter 30. Um, this path of righteousness that leads to life. The key to doing that is loving the Lord our God, obeying him and committing ourselves firmly to him. So this, this is talking about walking closely with Jesus in a deep and meaningful relationship with him. It's not talking about just going to church. Going to church is important. Being part of the body of Christ, knowing your place in the body is important. Um, all of these things that we do as Christians, they're really important. But the central thing, the most important thing you could do is build a relationship with Jesus that is deep and meaningful. And we see an amazing picture of the key to walking this path of righteousness, which is loving the Lord, obeying him and committing ourselves to his ways. That key is found in Matthew chapter 11. Um, when we talk about loving the Lord, it's talking, Jesus gives this picture of himself as this, this mature and wise oxen, this strong oxen. And so he says, come to me. So that's the first thing, come to me. You, you come to Jesus when you love him. Come to me, he says. Um, put other things aside. Lay aside those distractions. Lay aside those things that, the pride that makes you think that you could do this on your own. Lay it all aside and come to me, Jesus says. That's the first thing. And then he says, yoke yourself to me. Connect yourself to me. So that, that, um, that wooden beam that was put across the necks of the oxen uh, to connect them together. So, and that's about obedience. It's about not just coming to him and loving him and enjoying that side of things, but actually saying, no, I'm committed to, to taking your path, committed to going your way. And then um, committing ourselves firmly to him is about walking with him. It's about going the direction that, that he goes. And when we're connected to him in that way, in that deep and meaningful way, we share in his wisdom. We share in the strength that he has, and we're able to take his path. In Jesus, we find all the wisdom and all the strength that we need to take his path and to handle the responsibilities that we have in life. And those responsibilities, I think, uh, are represented by the plough or what was referred to as the burden that would be pulled along by the oxen. You know, without Jesus alongside giving us wisdom and strength, that burden, the responsibilities we have in life, are sometimes unbearably difficult. But when we couple ourselves to Jesus, when we come to him and, and couple ourselves to him and walk with him, then the burden that we have, the responsibilities we have in life become easier. My yoke is easy and my burden is light, Jesus says. Now, in Psalm 23, uh, we see that walking closely with Jesus is the key to taking his path. Let's read Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. So verse one, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in the green meadows. He leads me beside the peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. 
and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. <coughs> Aren't those amazing words? But I just want to home in on verses, first of all, verses two and three. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. This is the path that God wants to take you on. It's a good path. It's the best path for your life that you could possibly take. <coughs> it says in verse 3, He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honour to his name. The key, walking closely with Jesus. Even when the path is really tough, we find all that we need in Jesus. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I won't be afraid because you're close beside me. Your rod and your strength protect and comfort me. Isn't that amazing that we don't have to have fear in our lives? Why? Because of the presence of God in our lives. In verse 5, we see that Jesus anoints our head with oil. That oil is representative of the, the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the ability to stay on God's path, to walk God's path, even when it's really difficult because of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit at work in our lives, the Holy Spirit who brings strength to us. The Holy Spirit isn't just a theory. The Holy Spirit is God himself with us by his Spirit every day, strengthening us, giving us the ability to do what in the natural maybe we don't have the ability to do because it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord, which is found in Zechariah 4 verse 6. According to John 15 verse 5, we can do nothing without him. And that, of course, John 15 is about Jesus being the vine, we're the branches, he's the tree trunk, we're the branches, and uh, through our faith in Christ, we are connected, branches that are connected to the vine. So we are connected to Jesus simply through our faith in Christ. And every day we're called then to walk with him, to draw close to Jesus. And as we do, then we can expect the life of the vine, the, the Holy Spirit sap that flows through the vine, the tree trunk, flowing into the branches of our lives. And we need that because we need his wisdom and we need our strength, uh, his strength at work in our lives. It's good to know that it's not about our ability, but it's about God's ability, and all of his ability, his strength, his power, his wisdom is available to us, not because um, of, of anything we've done, but simply because we are connected to the vine through our faith in Christ. Taking God's path can be really tough sometimes. So it's good to know that we have the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. Taking God's path, Matthew 7, verses 13 to 14, Jesus says this, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Interesting passage, isn't it? So in other words, the right path, God's path, is often the hard path. If you're cheering now, then, well, that doesn't really make sense because I just said the right path is often the hard path. Taking the right path is often the more difficult way to go. In fact, it says in Proverbs 15 verse 24, 
the way of life winds upwards for the wise. That's a difficult path. It's winding and it's upwards. It's hard to navigate sometimes. And, and it takes a lot of energy to take God's path. But this is the way that I see it. There is an easy path that we can take uh, that Jesus speaks about here in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. It's an easy path. It's wide. It's smooth. It's straight. It's downhill. It's surrounded by trees. The birds are singing. There's lots of beautiful, enticing things. The sun is shining. There's lots of great people. Lots of people choose this path. We're popular. We're celebrated. And we really fit in when we take the easy path. But that easy path isn't God's way. The hard path is God's way. The hard path is narrow. It's bumpy. Um, it's windy. It goes uphill. It's, uh, it can sometimes take you through a bit of a wilderness. Uh, there, there might, it might feel like there's wild animals lurking alongside. Uh, there's, there seems to be sometimes nothing attractive or enticing about it. Uh, there's clouds in the sky above us, storms maybe uh, raging. It might be a lonely path to take. Um, we might feel isolated. We might feel unpopular when we take God's path for our lives. But there is one path that leads us into the blessing and the abundant life of Jesus. And it is, it's that path. It's that difficult path. Uh, and it's, you've got to remember that when you go through the valleys and through the storms, you're going through them. There is light at the end of that tunnel and there are good things ahead, but you've got to stay on the path of God. So narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. God's path for our lives is not easy, but it is possible. It's not easy, but it is possible. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 says this, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So it's not easy, but it is possible. And it's a daily choice. To take God's path of righteousness is a daily choice. It involves us drawing close to Jesus, asking the Holy Spirit to strengthen us. Wow. You know, when we ask God for more of his spirit, he's faithful to give us more of his spirit. He doesn't give us, um, remember the when Jesus is saying, um, if a child asks his father for bread, he doesn't give him a stone. And, and God's that loving father that loves us so much that when we ask him for his Holy Spirit to strengthen us, God gives us in abundance all that we need. We have everything we need to make good choices to take God's path for our lives. Every step we take on God's path builds momentum in our walk with God. Momentum is simply a series of moments that take us to a stronger and a better place. <clears throat> Positive momentum, that is. So every good choice we make, um, another good choice on top of it, another good choice on top of it, it causes momentum in our lives to the point where we kind of look back sometimes and think, wow, that thing that used to be such a big deal in my life, that thing that used to be such a distraction, such a temptation, such a big issue in my life, it's just not an issue anymore. It's just not a problem anymore because 
a healthy momentum has been created in our lives where we move forward and we become stronger. It's like that snowball when you start the, to make a snowball and you start rolling it down a hill, it becomes bigger and it goes faster. Mass times velocity equals momentum. So, so in our, in our lives, it's the same thing. When we take God's path of righteousness and daily we make good choice after good choice after good choice, momentum, a righteous momentum builds in our lives. We are called by God to live differently in this world. We're called by God to live differently in this world. And I'm not saying that, that you won't ever mess up. I'm not saying that you won't ever make mistakes or even sometimes um, just make bad choices that you know in that moment are a bad choice, but you made it anyway. Uh, and, but, but God has called us to be different. God has called us to, to take his path of righteousness because that path, that path um, leads us to a place of blessing and abundance. The, the devil hates it. He, he wants to steal, kill and destroy. He wants to take you to take the, the easy path, the big wide path that leads to death. But Jesus says, no, come on, you can do this. I'm with you. I've given you my spirit. You can take the path that leads to life. So as God's children, we're called to live differently to this world. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 to 12 says this. You are not like that. For you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, but now you're God's people. Once you received no mercy, but now you've received God's mercy. Dear friends, I warn you, as temporary residents and foreigners, sojourners or pilgrims, to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbours. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honourable behaviour and they will give honour to God or glorify God when he judges the world. I think that's such a powerful scripture. We are pilgrims. We are on a journey in this world, but we are just passing through. We, we, are, we have a, an eternal destination that we're going towards. Our faith in Christ guarantees our eternal destination, but our faith to make good choices on a daily basis uh, guarantees that we will walk on that path of blessing and abundance in this life. So we see that uh, when we make the choice to go God's way, here it says that, that we will glorify God. Um, John 15 verse 8, again, that passage where Jesus talks about being the vine and we're the branches. It says that when we walk as disciples of Jesus by displaying the kingdom of God in our lives, <coughs> we glorify God. When there's fruit in our lives that reveals God's kingdom, we glorify God. So it's not only is it good for us personally to walk uh, God's path of righteousness because it brings great blessing and abundance of life, but we also glorify God. So it's good for God's kingdom in that sense. Um, as I finish today, I just want you to know that today is a new day. Today is a new day in your life. 
You may have stumbled and fallen away from God's path in the past. You may have deliberately taken another path that you knew wasn't God's way of going. Even right now in your life, there may be things that you know are distractions, things that continually take you away from God's path in your life. Today's a new day, and I want you to hear that. Um, I'm not just saying it. This is something that I believe is a Kairos moment that God is saying to you today. Today is a new day. God says to you today, choose life. Choose life. Take my path that will lead you into a blessed and abundant life. Isaiah 43 verses 18 to 19 says this. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Talking of pathways, God says, I will even make a road where there is currently wilderness. I'm going to make a road. And, and where there is a desert, I'm going to make a river. You're going to take my path and everything is going to change as you do. So I, I really believe in my heart that today you need to hear that today is a new day and that you it doesn't matter what has happened up till this point in your life. You can make the choice today. I'm going to take the path of righteousness. I am going to now step away from that, that path that keeps taking me off course, keeps taking me away from God's path, and I'm going to take God's path for my life. As we finish today, I'd just like to pray for you. I, I want to pray that, again, that you will have courage to take God's path and that you will know the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, giving you all the ability, all the wisdom, all the strength, all the power that you need to say yes to God's way and no to the world's way. If you need to speak to someone, find a Christian brother or sister um, that maybe you need to speak to someone to get a bit of advice on, on how to do this. Uh, maybe someone just to pray with you. Maybe someone that you want to be accountable to. Maybe someone that you think, I just, I, I know that I, I can do this, but I need someone to stand with me and support me in prayer. Someone that I'm going to be accountable to. I'm going to answer to them. I'm going to make a commitment and we're going to walk together on this journey. Make sure you've got someone in your life that can do that with you. Let's pray as we finish today. Father, I pray for every Christian who is listening um, to the words of this message today. Father, I pray that we would have the courage to take your path, that we would have the um, insight to see when uh, we're deceived, when we think uh, what we're doing and the way we're living is, is right, but at, when we think it's right, but actually it's wrong. And I pray, Father, that we will have the courage to, to, to make great decisions that take us on your path. I pray, Father, for everyone in the sound of my voice today that we would be a people who know the power of your Holy Spirit, that we wouldn't try and do this battle on our own, that we wouldn't try and make these great choices to take us on your path of righteousness on our own, but, Father, that we would draw on the power of your Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill us today. But for all those watching this message or listening to this message, Father, fill us with the power of your Holy Spirit today. Lord, cause us to, to not try and do this in our own might or in our own power, but by your Spirit. That's what you say that we should do. 
So Father, today, may this be a new day. May, may this be a new chapter. May this be the start of something amazing. May every wilderness turn into a road that, that you build. May every river turn in, uh, may every desert turn into a river that you put in place. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. God bless you. It's been great to, to be with you today to share this message and make sure you tune in for part three next week.